when I was reading, normally I have a, a way of doing things that I do. Wouldn't make sense to anyone else, but I understand it. And I was reading a passage of scripture. It was in Romans 12. And I'd like to speak from it today. The Bible that I was reading it from, it was broken up into three sections. Normally, people would read in numerical order and then speak that way, but I feel like I need to break that up. So I'm going to read it backwards, not the words backwards, because then everyone would be confused. But I'm going to start at the end, and I'm going to work my way toward the front. Verse 15 in Romans 12 says this, Rejoice with those who rejoice and mourn with those who mourn. I can't say enough about this church family and the way that you responded yesterday. I'll stop there real quick because I've written more later. But let me read. I'll start at verse 9, and it says, Love must be sincere. Hate what is evil. Cling to what is good. Be devoted to one another in love. Honor one another above yourselves. Never be lacking in zeal, but keep your spiritual fervor, serving the Lord. Be joyful in hope, patient in affliction, faithful in prayer. Share with the Lord's people who are in need. Practice hospitality. And again, rejoice with those who rejoice and mourn with those who mourn. I love how this begins talking about love needing to be sincere. We hear so much about love in church, but when it comes to sincerity, that is a tough one sometimes. What does sincerity look like? Sincerity will always go the extra mile. We saw that playing out so much. Sincerity will be personal. So God will challenge you, and God will make it personal. God will want you to be a part of doing something personal for someone. That's how sincere love feels. Sincerity will never miss the mark. If you feel like God is telling you to do something, and you're like, but, but I shouldn't do it. Do it scared. Do it unsure sometimes. If you feel like God is leading you, be sincere and go about that. Sincerity is never about you. Ouch. It's never about us because in ourselves, we don't want to be uncomfortable. No human that I know says, I enjoy being uncomfortable. From the chair we sit in to the clothes we wear to, I'm just... When we get to church, that's super uncomfortable sometimes, some of the things that God asks us to do. But sincerity will spread like wildfire. When people begin to love insincerity, other people will pick up on it. When people see how the small things bless other people, then they too will want to be sincere and they'll want to start loving. When it says love must be sincere, it follows it up by saying hate what is evil. There's so much evil in this world. It says to cling to what is good. The picture in my mind, I don't know if you've ever been to a river where there's a rope swing. Well, the first time that anyone does it, no one does it right. Get on this side of a hill, you grab the rope swing and you swing out. And nothing in your mind that makes sense says to let go of the rope, right? So you hang on. And that ends badly with rope swings because you come back to the bank. 
But that same kind of fear where you're like, I don't want to let it go, even though I know I should. There needs to be this white knuckle effect when it comes to the things of God that I'm not letting it go. No matter what I'm standing in, no matter what's going on around me, I'm going to hold on. I'm going to hold on. And when people are screaming, let go, let go, put, no, I'm not. The thing of God, I'm going to hold on to, I'm going to keep in my hand. I like here when it talks about honoring one another. I was so blessed to see the way that this family honored Stephen and his family. The beautiful things that just kept coming and coming and the timing of these things. It was so beautiful to see. When I'm reading this, it says, never lack in zeal. Do you know what zeal is not? Let's start there. Zeal is not when you go, let's say anything. You go to Disney on ice and you think everybody should be an ice skater, right? Or you take up a hobby in photography and you think everybody needs to buy a camera. Zeal is not pushing some agenda on people. What zeal is, when I was talking to Dina about it, I like this. Zeal is always looking for what God is going to do next. Oh, you may say that sounds like hope. Oh, no, but zeal presses on. What hope says is something's coming. What zeal says is I want to be a part of what God's going to do. That's what zeal is. And in moments when it seems like it's stormy, you never stop declaring God's truth. Never stop speaking it. When the wind blows harder, speak it louder. Do so with a godly fire that is not meant to burn up the people around you, but is meant to spread in the best way possible. If I happen to get knocked down or wrong while I'm speaking God's truth, you know what? I'm going to take two when I jump back up. That's what I've resolved, and that's what I told the devil. So if you want to help me get up the ladder faster, devil, then I'm just going to take two rungs for every one that you try to knock me down. Zeal is always reaching forward. I didn't share this yesterday. But here's what zeal looks like. Zeal looks like a family gathered in pick you unit one circled up praying on a Tuesday evening. And the prayers that are going up from that family are for the next family that will occupy that room. That's how Jesus works. So when the next people who walk in and they don't know what's going on, and you know what? You know what's going to greet them, and I can guarantee it? The Holy Ghost. Zeal is what holds out for three. That's what zeal does. Hopes against hope and speaks hope and stands on hope. And I'm going to tell you something, and it's not something I shared. There is no public or private knit family. The way that they would pray for any one of you is the way that they pray for their own. And I've seen it for a lot of years. Zeal presses toward the things that God has. Now let me back up into the middle of this. 
humble service in the body of Christ, it says. For by grace that was given to me, I say to every one of you, do not think of yourself more highly than you ought, but rather think of yourself with sober judgment in accordance with the faith God has distributed to each of you. For just as each of us has one body with many members, and these members don't all have the same function, so in Christ we, though many, form one body. And each member belongs all to all of the others. We have different gifts according to the grace that was given to us. If your gift is prophesying, then prophesy in accordance with your faith. If it's serving, then serve. If it's teaching, then teach. If it's to encourage, then give encouragement. If it's giving, then give generously. If it's to lead, then do it diligently. If it's to show mercy, do it cheerfully. Every single thing proceeds from grace. Every single thing. We would not have this bond as a family if it were not for the grace of Jesus Christ. Everything that's going to flow from this body is going to flow from grace. Choose to belong with all of your heart. Choose to belong. Because, see, the beauty of things when you know that you're connected to a body that loves and has your back is you know they're going to have your back. You don't have to question it. You know it's going to be that way. What we do now is mere practice for what's going to happen in eternity. Can you imagine what unity beyond unity is going to feel like? I can't even imagine just getting to heaven and everything flowing in such harmony all of the time from the get-go. Families that were going through very difficult times, doctors, nurses, they can all attest to God's grace because they saw it and they felt it. They experienced it. And it's something that cannot be argued. See, when you're part of a body, what you have, you bring to the table. When it talks about here, the many members, one body, I was thinking about the fact that even just your hands, like you think about your hands, think about all the things that your hands do. My hands have held my newborn babies. My hands have attempted to fix things at my house. Unsuccessfully. But think of all the things your hands do, like how gentle they can be. Or if you drop something, like if you go to drop your expensive phone, how fast your hands react. Or how gentle your hands can be. Or if need be, if you need to go fisticuffs. I don't know if any of you do that. But think about the way that the body reacts. Think about the way that these things flow. And I think about the fact that when you're given something as your part in the body, doing your absolute best, and that's exactly what we saw happen. I'm going to give some examples if it's you, don't be embarrassed because I'm not doing it to embarrass you. I'm doing it because honor to whom honors do. What's the Father's love like? The Father's love is sacrificial. So when we love with sincerity, it's going to feel sacrificial at times. I think about the miracles that we speak of. And I think of the way that God multiplies miracles. I think of the fact that sincerity is alive. 
Jesus Christ is alive at the right hand of the Father, and he is just as present now as he was with those disciples. And when we sing songs like Ain't No Grave, I cannot wait. I wish we could just have a snapshot of the devil's face. Whoa, 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 whoa. I cannot wait for that reunion. When it comes to the Father's love, it doesn't ask for permission. It just flows. It doesn't ask for references of whether someone deserves it. It just flows. It's freely given. When we talk about one body and many members, you know what I told someone yesterday? I said, I cannot do well the things I need to do in church if other areas are dysfunctional. And here's what's really strange. When it comes to a church, you don't realize how health in one area has a ripple effect and begins affecting areas in a positive way that you never even thought that it could. Example, security. What you do, it has brought health to so many other areas because you do it with excellence. You don't realize until things start flowing. And in a spiritual sense, you don't realize, like when one area is healthy, how it flows into other areas. And you don't know how it overlaps until those times when God points it out. It's so amazing to see the acts of love which were displayed. It's so amazing to see what true worship looks like. Because in that verse, it says this is true worship. What does true worship look like? It looks like pouring ourselves out for the sake of Christ. Oh, no, there may be some people that may think, well, I think worship is like Hillsong. Well, if Hillsong's pouring themselves out for Christ, then it is, according to this. What is the thing, the gift that God has given you? What has he placed inside of you that you know that you know is, is this gift? And my question to you would be, how are you using it in this church family? If your answer is, well, I'm not using it, then let today be the last day that you can give that answer. Begin flowing. Begin flowing. To back up into those verses, have you ever met? I love how those things at the end, it's talking about giving. I know people who do have a true gift of giving, but we're all capable of giving, right? I know people who their gift is straight-up hospitality, but that doesn't mean that I can be inhospitable because it's not my gift. And I think in the church sometimes we can try to spiritualize things we don't want to do because it's not my gift. Well, here, I dare you to try to mess up before God by using gifts that aren't your gifts. Right? See if he scolds you for that. But I dare you to try to use things that you don't know. What I can do, I want to do well for God. But what I cannot do well, I need people to do. And yesterday, some of the things that we saw, want some examples? Well, maybe the security team, parking lot team, John Dorsey, hauling people from Avery. God blessed him with something. And John had not even been here very long at our church before he came, and he said, I want to use this to bless the church. He 
gives of the things God has blessed him with. The hospitality team, amazing. There were chairs which were set up and taken down probably five or six times, the same chairs yesterday. And the same people set them up and took them down. People vacuumed the same spots over and over. A media team who came in and gave of their time to bless a family. People who were running a camera they'd never touched before. A fellowship hall team that stayed until other people were gone. You may or may not know it, but last night, the Dwarnings were cleaning bathrooms when we were all gone so that they would be clean today. What does love look like? A toilet brush. So many using their talents and their gifts, and this body was functioning beautifully. During the journey that we have seen over the past few weeks, there have been cards that have been God-timed. There have been calls and texts which had come at the right moment. The intercessory prayer which did not stop, the war prayers that went up, they shook heaven. The violent were taken by force. The pure love, the financial gifts, the visits. Love looks like all of those things that I mentioned before. When you do those things, you're showing the heart of God. Cheerfully show mercy, it says at the end of that. When we talk about mercy, mercy is often the kind of thing that we grant, but we grant grudgingly. Have you ever met someone who's done that? I mean, as parents, you may have never done this, but like with your kid, you'll give them, well, geez, I'll just give it to you. You're going to drive me crazy. That's not mercy. That's, that's not grace. That's just kids, I guess. But God is not that way. When we do things, grant mercy because you can. Grant mercy when people don't expect it. Grant mercy because it's close to Jesus' heart. Oh, and the last part of these verses. Oh, the first two here, maybe three. Therefore, I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true and proper worship. Do not conform to the pattern of this world. Hmm, I love that. but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. Every sacrifice reflects Jesus. Every sacrifice that you make in the name of Jesus, it reflects him. It cannot be done without mercy, and mercy, as I said, is the kind of thing that the world doesn't even understand at times. Worship is the kind of thing that maybe half the church world doesn't understand. You talk to half the church world and they think it's a, it's a part of the service that's worship. No, it's everything we do all the time. Every act displays love and every act is seen by God as true worship. See, it can be so easy to conform to the pattern of this world. And when I was talking to Dina, she said there was a study 
that she had done. And it was talking about the fact that the world sees things almost like it's this puzzle. Like every piece will fit in and it will make sense at times. I can't conform to that pattern because faith tells me that there's going to be some pieces that I don't know where they fit, that I can't explain. And I can't conform to a pattern where I walk around mad because I don't know where the piece fits all the time. I need to reach out to God and say, I don't want to do this puzzle alone. I was listening to Reckless Love. Another version of it came out, and I liked it a lot. And as I was listening to it, it just hits me. How he leaves the 99. I know how I prayed. And we know that there are times when the King of Glory, who can do anything, who is all powerful, who is almighty, who is in this room, who is a redeeming God, I know that there are times that in my heart, when I'm leaning one way, when an entire room full of people, when an entire social media page full of people are leaning, God, God, God. And God in his love. will care more about the one and run to her and not be worried about the fact that the 99, in that moment, he puts it together in his way because he'll love well, but he will run as he did. And out of his love, he will take that lamb up And I don't understand it at times. But those are the times that I cry out, God, I need you to help me with this piece of the puzzle. And he will. As a church, you represent it beautifully. I was thinking I can never remember a time that as a church we have been able to minister to the entire family in the way that we did. I thank you. They thank you. And as we go forward, and as we walk the path that we're going to walk together, we will do so in strength. We will do so because we know that when we pour ourselves out before God, that the world is watching. And they cannot deny the evidence. Oh, they cannot deny the evidence. 
of all the things that we do for the sake of Christ, I'm human and I will do it imperfectly. But I want to point toward his perfection. I like at the end of these verses how it says, so that you can test what is that good and acceptable and perfect. I don't look at it as much like I test it to say whether it's good or bad. I look at it in a way it's almost like at times I will be placed before the world to take a test, and they're going to post the results on the wall. And when they do, are the results going to show Jesus? Are they going to show his love? And I know they will. I know they will. 